Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So I live in Atlanta, and right now we're having a moment. About a month ago, a woman walking her dog in Atlanta's Central Park was unfortunately stabbed and mutilated along with a pit bull. The brutality shocked the city to its core and has everyone on edge. And to add to that, another woman was followed home from a gas station after leaving work as a bartender and was kidnapped and then murdered too. This means that we have a whole bunch of really scared women in the city. Anyway, I work very close to the park where the woman and her dog were killed and I have been extra careful since it happened. Last night... I was working alone and I had scheduled a new client for a 5pm appointment, thinking that I would be done by 7-7.15 at the latest. However, she needed some extra work done so it was after 8.30 by the time that I walked her outside to her car. We stood talking in the parking lot for a couple of minutes before she got into her car. Here I should add too that my parking lot is really small and fairly secluded because of a large hedgerow and retaining wall. After I made sure that she was safely in her car though, I went back into the salon and locked the doors behind me with the intention of cleaning and locking up and I was inside for like less than 10 seconds before I turned around and saw a man pulling on the door. There had been no one in the parking lot mind you that I could see and there were no other cars than mine and my client but this guy just appeared from what seemed like nowhere. As I said, I'm already on edge, so I stood there for a second, not sure what to do, and he stood there staring at me with his hands on the door handle. Finally, I walked up to the door. It's a glass door, so I could see him and he could see me, and I said, what's up? 
I could see that he was surprised that I didn't just unlock and open the door. And he stuttered a couple of times before pointing at the hair product wall and saying, Oh, I want to buy some of that makeup over there. Here, I noticed that one, he's got a pretty good black eye on him. And two, he's wearing a fairly large surgical mask outside, alone, which made me think that he was trying to hide his identity. I told him that's not makeup, that's hair products because this is a hair salon and we're closed. Then I turned out all the lights at the front of the salon and walked towards the back wall to hit those lights as well. But once I had all the lights out, I could see him but he could not see me so I just sort of watched him because I didn't want to go right out after that. He sort of ended up pacing back and forth by the front door for what must have been a couple of minutes and then he walked to the upper part of the parking lot above the retaining wall and stood sort of half between a tree and a bush. He would stare at the salon door, then crouch down, then walk away all nonchalant, then come back to his hiding spot and stare at the door again. After watching him do this about three times, I decided on the next time that he walked away, I was going to make a run for my car. And as soon as he turned his back and started walking towards the direction of the park, I ran out, locked the door, and sprinted the 20 feet to my car in a full-on panic. And thank God for keyless entry. I have no idea what he was up to or if he was really a serial killer or anything. Probably not, right? Probably just trying to rob me. But what I do know is that he definitely saw me in the parking lot talking to my client, and I did not see him. I also know that if I had not locked the door... I would have had a much different night, I think. There's no question in my mind that he was going to do harm to me in some way at least. As a side note too, lots of people have asked if maybe he was homeless and I absolutely do not think so. And while he definitely scared me, he did not give off the desperate vibe of a, a lot of the homeless or mentally ill addicted people that I've encountered in the past. These people don't scare me really. Mostly, I think I just feel sad for them and try to help them in some way. But this guy, he had every alarm in my body, screaming at full volume. About four years ago, my wife and I planned an evening out for her birthday. My parents babysat and we went out to a restaurant and because I drove, I didn't drink, so we didn't bother going anywhere else after we were done in the restaurant. But because the night was still young, we decided to go on a long drive. The location which is relatively nearby is a large national park. We decided to take a drive up there and just sit and chat under the stars. When we arrived up there, the country roads were pretty much dead, and I found a nice open parking area to pull the car up in. We sat inside the car talking. We started making out and things carried on until we began going a little further. And at no point did either of us leave the car though. As we were doing the deed, headlights lit up our vehicle though. And instantly we were like, oh my goodness, there's someone driving by. I hope they don't see what we're doing. For me, it was an instant turn off. So I quickly pulled up my trousers and I ceased. I thought the car was just a fellow traveller passing by, but to our surprise, the car pulled into our area and began circling us. 
I put the keys in the ignition and said let's go. I drove out of the parking area onto the road and back to the main connecting road and the car followed. Once on the main connecting road, we could see the make, model and color of the car that was following us. It was a dark red Ford. I drove quickly but not recklessly. The car matched my speed though and was right on my tail. At this point, neither of us were 100% sure if we were just being paranoid or if this car was really meaning to follow us, so I said, I know what I'll do. I'll pull off at that random turning point and see what they do. So I put my foot down and after a few hundred yards down the main road, I made a left-hand turn down a really narrow side lane. I pull up after a while on this side road, stopped and turned my lights off and watched in my rearview mirror to see if the red Ford carried straight on the main road or if he turned off. And a few seconds later, there he was. He had turned off and was now coming down this narrow lane towards us again. At first we were blinded by his headlights, but I was sure that it was him. My wife said though, I don't think it's the same car, you know. And I said, no, it is, look. And as he got closer, it became apparent that it was the same car. So I drove down the road further and luckily I found a space big enough to turn my car around. I spun around and back to the main road again. And he followed. Now back on the main road for a second time, I did now decide to speed. As I was heading towards the built up city center, he kept behind me the whole way and... Eventually, we stopped at a red light and he was right behind. I looked in my rearview mirror and saw his face. To this day, I can still see that face too. He was a middle-aged man, slightly tubby with glasses and thin gray hair. At this point, I was freaked out. We both were, in fact. I said to my wife, I'm going to keep driving and try and lose him, but I'm not driving home so he doesn't know where we live and she agreed. We drove around for maybe another 10 minutes. He was still following too. At this point, I was beginning to consider the possibility of calling the cops, but thought that I would give it a few more minutes of trying to lose him. Thankfully, a few streets later, he turned off and was never seen again. Now, I know it's a real possibility that he may have been a dogger, not sure if this is a thing in America, but it's basically where strangers meet other strangers in the wilderness to get it on. But if he were a dogger, or if he thought that we were doggers, or we're not, then surely he would have understood that we weren't interested when we actively drove away. The fact that he followed us into the built-up city for like 25 minutes or more makes me think that he had more sinister intentions. To this day, this is still the weirdest moment that I've had in my life. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now... All you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm a 32-year-old man from and currently living in Cumberland County, New Jersey, which puts me about 45 minutes away from Philadelphia and 45 minutes away from the Atlantic Ocean, while at the same time being only about maybe 15 minutes away from Delaware Bay. After high school, I went up into the army as an intelligence analyst for a while. When I got out, I moved to New York City and worked as a project manager for a construction company until I met my wife and decided to move back to New Jersey to be closer to our family since she was pregnant with our daughter. That's just some background on me. So, this happened in October of 2018. It was about 11.45 at night and I decided to go on my front steps to smoke a couple of cigarettes before I tried to fall asleep. Everyone in the house was already sleeping. It was a pretty clear night without many clouds in the sky, but there was some fog on the ground. And as I was smoking, I was looking at the fog and to me it looked like there was sort of movement in it. I know it sounds crazy, but it was almost like there was an invisible sort of camouflaged thing out there that I wouldn't be able to see if it wasn't for the fog hanging on the ground. As I was looking at the fog, I noticed this white truck that had driven by two times at this point. I could hear a woman and a man yelling at each other when the truck stops at the stop sign in front of my house, and the woman gets out screaming at the man, then slams the door as he pulls off fast, then proceeds to walk into the woods across the street from me, which is really weird because there isn't really anything back there except for like blue holes until you hit the bay. If I walk out my front door and just keep walking straight, there won't be any houses or civilization at all. Only trees and like artificial lakes, blue holes, left over from sand plants until you hit the Delaware Bay. So at this point, it's been about five minutes since the woman walked into the woods when things started going from weird to just unbelievably scary, strange, and the most reality-shattering thing that has ever happened to me. So I'm still looking at the movement that I'm seeing in the fog when I hear this very loud noise come from the woods that sounded a bit like metal being ripped apart. There really isn't a good example that I can give for that sound because it was just so unearthly. I'm sure that it wasn't a natural sound though. That sound lasted for probably about 10 to 15 seconds, then abruptly stopped and was replaced with a, a different sound which I can feel more than I can hear, to be honest. What I mean is, imagine being aware that there's a huge sound happening by you, but it's out of the frequency that your ears can hear. That's the best way that I can describe it. But this sound, though, is constant through the rest of the experience, and this is the point where I will probably lose some people, and I'm aware of how crazy this all sounds, but... As I'm getting adjusted to the sound, it sort of feels like something reaches out to me mentally in my own head, but does so without words, and only conveys a feeling of like calm and a heads up or warning for what's about to happen. 
It kind of felt like whatever it was was feeling me out to see how I would react to what I was currently experiencing, like a security check or something. Anyway, as I was having this feeling of calm conveyed to me, I noticed a light in the sky that seemed to have risen out of the woods, I would say about five or six miles away from me. At this point, it's only a ball of light in the distance, but I just knew that it was coming right towards me although it wasn't moving very fast. Right after I noticed the light in the sky is when I start to get really, really freaked out, more than I've ever been. In the woods across the street from me, which is no more than 50 yards, all of these orbs of light just start to appear. I could see some which seemed to flicker into existence. These orbs were all white light, which didn't light up the area around them like you would expect from flashlights or something. There were probably about 12, maybe 16 of them, which moved in a, a totally smooth manner. Besides the trail to get into the woods, the area is so dense and infested with sticker thorn bushes, it simply wouldn't be possible for people to move where the lights were moving, let alone do it completely smoothly. I really am positive that they weren't people with flashlights too because of the area and the characteristics of the light orbs themselves. In any case, I'm just watching the orbs move around for about a minute trying to make sense of what I'm actually seeing here when I look back up to the sky to see a craft coming practically right towards me with it only being about a thousand yards away at this point. So I'm sort of going back and forth looking at the orbs on the ground and the craft which I start to make out better. It was flying very very low and I would say it was only about maybe three and a half to four stories off the ground at this point. I see the path that it's taking and see that it's going to pass right in front of me at an angle in which I'll be able to see underneath the craft and the side of it at the same time. The craft was a, a single story sort of dull black rectangle. I could see underneath the craft and saw that the rectangle was made up of three smaller sort of rectangle panels that fit together to form a, a larger rectangle. I clearly saw that the craft was made up of three panels though. The size is harder to estimate but I would say that it was about 35 yards long and 20 yards across. Underneath there were lights flashing in a pattern which would cycle through then cycle back the other way. In the moment I thought that the craft was signaling to the orbs on the ground. It didn't make any sound at all mind you and all I was hearing is that same sort of buzzing or humming noise that I felt more than I heard. But while it was in front of me though, it was moving really slow, to the point where I don't think a plane with a normal propulsion system could even stay in the air at that speed. I take my eyes off the craft and look back down at the orbs, which are still moving all around, though one was starting to cross the street in front of me. I only took my eyes off the craft for a moment too when I looked at the orbs, but when I looked back, the craft was just gone. For whatever reason, when I saw the craft vanish like that too, the reality of what I was seeing really hit home and I got scared to be honest. Since my daughter, wife and mum were all no more than 50 feet away from all of this craziness, I just went inside and I locked the doors. I just felt like I would have been willing to investigate more if it was just my life I was playing with, but I wasn't willing to take that chance with my family's lives. Now, I'll admit that I could have been just paranoid at this point, but 
I honestly felt like I was being watched for like the next two hours. Mind you, I didn't seem to have any lost time from this event and the entire thing happened only over a period of like 20 to 30 minutes. But looking back on it all now, I question what exactly was going on with the white truck and the woman who walked into the woods at the beginning of this story. I've also done some research and found that there are a good number of reports of people seeing a, a sort of glimmer man in the woods which make me think of the movement that I was seeing in the fog. Where I live too is a very active area for UFO phenomenon which makes sense if something wanted to have access to major cities like Philadelphia, New York, Baltimore and DC. I mean what possibly could be a better place to hide than almost inaccessible 1,000 feet deep lakes in the middle of the woods, right? Anyway, I know that this is a bit of a long story, but I wanted to be as detailed as I could. I would really like to hear what all of you guys think about this though, and if anybody has had a, a similar experience or know somebody who has, well, I would really love to hear from you. Anyway, thanks for listening to me and it feels good to finally get this off my chest. This uh, happened last night in Austin, Texas, about a quarter after midnight. I was in my bed when I heard like fanatic knocking. I walked out of my bedroom while the knocking continued again and heard a woman saying please help me along with crying but it was faint i quickly looked at the peephole to see no one there and no other doors were being knocked on just mine which is odd by itself but i'm also on the third floor why would someone walk all the way up just to my apartment if in distress right i think it was a recording too because if someone really needed help they would be banging on everyone's door, right? I called the police in any case, immediately, and the dispatcher told me not to open the door and if I had a weapon. I have heard of this tactic before, which is why I was so cautious. While slightly different with it being a recording of a baby crying, though. Just insane, though, when thinking about the statistics of stranger abductions usually result in murder. Also, just so sick to try and prey on people's empathy like that. The police drove by though and I saw them using their spotlight to look through the complex but as of now I have no idea if anyone was found or by chance someone was hurt if they found her. I've barely slept with all the possibilities of how this person found me, when they saw me, when they followed me or if they live in this complex. I'm like 4'10", live alone and really don't know many people in my area. No family close either. Have they been watching me and know all of this? I mean, it's just making me go crazy. Stay vigilant though. Don't fall for these tactics and know that not everything you read on the internet is false. I heard about this a year ago and I wonder if I hadn't have known about it already. Would I have actually have opened the door? Where would I be right now and... Would I even be alive? This world can be a really messed up place. Also, I, I've talked with the management to let them know about what's going on. As of right now, nobody else has reported to them anything similar happening. I'm going to contact the police again for an update, obviously. 
I was redirected to another PD, but they weren't the ones who responded to the call. I know it takes some time for reports to be filed and all that, so I'm trying to be patient. I just want to know if this has happened to anybody else, I guess. I've ordered a ring camera though, and we'll be picking it up shortly. At least this way, I could get a video of them if they come back, and it'll help me sleep too. As far as it being a prank, I mean, sure, absolutely it could be, but I'd be more inclined to believe it if it happened to other women in the apartment. Maybe it has, but they haven't said anything. One side of the coin, though, is that it's a very cruel prank that I shouldn't worry about. The other, though, is that someone has been watching me and had something sinister in mind. It's horrifying to think that someone would pull an elaborate prank like this or real-world things that happen that we never think could happen to us, right? As for guns and self-defense classes, I'll be getting both of these, but they both take time and a lot of money. I don't want to, you know, just get a cheap gun with no training. That won't help much. It will be something that I'll invest my time and money into, though, but for the short security, I can really only get a ring camera and just stay updated with the PD. Anyway, thanks for all your helpful tips like the neighborhood apps and gun safety and all that stuff. I appreciate it a lot during this very scary time, and I'll do my best. So, I just had my baby in April of this year, and he's my first. He's also my world. In February, though, I was around seven months, and finally I was starting to show. I was a late shower, so the seven-month mark was finally the point where you could say with certainty that I was pregnant if you saw me passing. I live in Arizona as well, so it doesn't get too cold here, and I was wearing a tight sweater that showed off my bump. I was super proud of it. Anyway, I was at a Walmart after work, I think, just picking up a couple of groceries, and I was approached by a lone woman. She was a little shorter than me and had brown hair, and looked around 35 if I had to guess. She seemed normal enough and sweet. She struck up conversation with me about my bump and typical how far along are you and I can tell that it's a boy by the way that you're carrying and stuff like that. Again, she was sweet, but she also lingered a little bit too long. I can't think of a reason for this in that particular moment, but the woman gave me a, I don't know, a super weird vibe. I let her know that I had to get home to make dinner and then she asked me for my information. She said that she owned a children's boutique and would love to meet up to give me clothes for the baby or something. This seemed odd for several reasons. Why, as the owner of a children's boutique, would you just give away your merchandise to a stranger that you just met? I politely declined though, and when she asked to take my phone number down in case I changed my mind, something inside me was just screaming to not give it to her. I let her know that I really was not interested and went to the checkout. For some reason after that interaction, I felt super unnerved, and as I walked out, I looked behind me. She was leaving the store as well. I had already started walking to my car, but it was dark and I was parked far away, so I began to walk faster. I parked far because I had heard walking was good for pregnant ladies, but in that moment, man, I was regretting making that decision. 
to my relief. She walked to the passenger side of a car in the same row as mine, and I still had a ways to go. I didn't see her get in or anything, but I was relieved nonetheless. When I finally got to my car, I suddenly got the intense urge to lock it as soon as I closed my door. And I am thankful every day that I did, because a millisecond later, the woman sprinted up to my car, violently tried to open the passenger door, and when it didn't open, she banged on the window shouting expletives at me and then sprinted away. I was scared out of my mind and I peeled out as soon as possible. I didn't even see where exactly she went, but I never went to that location again. Now, I'm not sure what would have happened if I had gone to meet her or if I didn't lock my car doors right away. I'm not sure what she wanted, but... I have heard stories about women who steal babies out of pregnant women's bodies and I fear that that may have been what she was trying to do. I don't know, I don't even like to think about it to be honest, but I'm telling my story here because I want to make sure that all of you guys stay alert and cautious if strangers, regardless of if they seem normal or even nice, approach you and act like she did. So when I was around maybe four or five, I was getting tucked in for the night and there was this closet to my right. It was one of those sliding closet doors and could be opened effortlessly. And after my parents went to bed, I closed my eyes and attempted to start drifting off. After around... I would say maybe five minutes, I begin hearing a rattling to my right and I jolt up. Now, I believed I was awake and I would soon be proven wrong, I suppose, but I got up out of my sheets in my dream, stood up, went over to my closet, and when I did, the noise stopped. For a second, I thought, maybe I should just go back to sleep, but I was determined to find out what this noise in my closet was. I've never been one of those kids that there's a monster in the closet type, but after this I definitely looked at my closet differently. I sort of slowly began to open the closet door, and about halfway through fully opening it, a loud screech screamed back and forth through my left and right ear, alternatively, quickly. I quickly covered my ears in sort of a, a knee-jerk reaction I suppose, and then the ringing stopped. I looked up and saw what I can only describe as like two flickering red eyes floating there, slowly fading in and out of existence. After a second of sitting there, barely holding back tears, thanks to adrenaline, and everything seeming to have stopped, I was suddenly shoved to my bed by an unknown force and it began to wrap the blankets around me so tightly that I couldn't move. The blankets loosened and I began to throw them off and when they were off, I had every intent to run to my parents' room, but after getting the sheets off, I looked at my door and saw a shadow figure standing next to it, glowing red eyes fixated on me. Now, being a kid, obviously I screamed. If I couldn't go to my parents, then they were coming to me. But after I did, the shadow sort of mimicked the scream in a really creepy way and slapped me full send on my stomach. At that, I woke up with a, a furious jolt. To be honest too, after catching my breath, I thought that it was just a nightmare, all in my head. 
However, I suddenly noticed a sort of burning sensation on my stomach and I lifted up my shirt to see a bright red hand mark. There was no doubt that it was a hand mark. I mean, it looked exactly like a hand. I screamed once more and I heard my parents this time practically kick the door down and run to my room. They all saw it too, the hand mark, and we still talk about it to this day, with no clue about who or what it was. I have slowly pieced more info about my old home's history and deaths together and I'd be happy to share that sometime, but let's just say that there was something weird going on in that house. Anyway, thanks for listening. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.